0: Sunday evening, the Chair Shop Podcast back. We listen to you, the fans, and Chair Shop Podcast is going back to the tried and tested time slot of Sunday night. Uh, that's me, the Mike today of CSP, Barry, joined as always by my co host They're both kind of Taz in a way. Uh, first of all,
1: Joe. <laughs> and
0: also Paul. Well, I, I'm
2: Don West, obviously. I'm the Don West of the group.
0: Oh my god, an arm drag! I've never seen that before, Mike! He just dragged his arm and tossed his body all over. again, like, yeah, you belly
2: fat. <laughs> I adore Don West. I, ho- I hope he's going to be okay. I, I, I hope he's
0: okay. We are, of course, sending our our, our well wishes and our, our, our thoughts to, to the great Don West in, in light of his recent health woes.
2: The thing with um, TNA, anyway, is during those years where everything was bad, at least Don West and Mike Tanae were consistently very good. You know, they were always the shining light of that otherwise feeble enterprise.
0: True. Yeah. Uh, So we've got uh, a jam-packed show here, um, as we uh, often do uh how has the week been lads i haven't been up to a whole lot more working from home more twitching you know um uh, been able to get out and about um uh, a little bit on the weekend um i'm a, li- I'm a little bit hungover today a little bit a uh, little bit seedy two days on the trot oh, oh what Ooh. year is it at all uh most notably on uh friday night a buddy of ours um was getting married uh, he met and absconded to another country with a woman during the pandemic. Uh,
2: with
0: a woman, oh. so yeah, so uh, they they were getting married. We obviously couldn't go. They were getting married in Brazil, uh, and so, but they did set up a live stream, and so we went to the pub, popped it on someone's phone, popped the phone up on the table. Someone else had a phone with the euros on, so we had a twin <laughs> display going there. Uh, a lot, a lot easier and less expensive than going to an actual wedding, yeah. uh, and we had a, a lovely evening. To be honest, uh, uh, we were able to secure a, a uh, an outdoor table in a, in, a, in a pub right near my apartment. It was lovely. We had a great evening, uh, and it was nice to just be out socializing again, which was good. But um, that's about it, really, for me for the week. Uh, you know, did more Twitch stuff this week. I'll talk about the games later. But uh, that's just that's just kind of it.
2: Yeah. Funnily enough, the the woman is Polish. Which makes the Brazilian wedding all the weirder. But <laughs> <laughs> congratulations to them, anyway. Well, quite a, a fun
1: week. What so else you been up to? Friday, Friday night, um, went out for with friends, probably for the first time since the pandemic started. Um, so we Friday night we went went around a friend's house, watched the England game. Uh, get more, more on that in a minute. But uh, yeah, it was fun to to actually go out on a Friday again after so many months years um took a nice big bag of uh cans of, of beer and tried also a nice white claw hard seltzer for the first time so that was interesting mm-hmm. um it does taste like sparkling water but with a very very yeah. <laughs> very very mild hint of mango to the one that i had so um not sure actually that enjoyable because i don't really like flavored sparkling waters and this just tasted like a flavored sparkling water, but it also got you pissed. So I'm not sure if I'll uh, go down the hard seltzer route again, but, um, yeah, it was good. Um, only thing is it, given that I haven't really drunk much the last 18 months did get a little bit drunk and hungover, if I'm honest, um, shot of tequila, few beers, a oh, few no. hard seltzers, you know, and before you know it, you're, you know, you're up at two o'clock in the morning. Um, having stupid conversations and then getting a cab home and uh, just feeling a bit shit the next day and the day after so um yeah good good to welcome back my old friend to hangover after a couple of years um but yeah it was good good to get out good to good to just hang out with the lads for 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 one night so um, yeah that was good and then today Michelle and I went out i got a proper haircut for the first time since last year um michelle's been doing mm. it the, in the first six months of, of 2021 so my first proper haircut of the year so it's looking good looking fly fresh looking giving giving looks giving a, a fit as the you know they probably say on tiktok um and that was good and we had a we also had a boba tea uh the, the old bubble tea um okay. at the shopping center which um we were looking forward to it. Michelle kind of fancied one the other day, and we couldn't find anywhere to get one. So we were like, yeah, let's get one this time. So I had a lovely passion fruit uh, bubble tea. Um, unfortunately, though, I think they must have had some supply chain issues because they were all out of all the different flavors of bubbles, except for the plain tapioca bubbles, which I haven't had before. So I had those, and I'll be honest, did not enjoy the uh, tapioca bubbles. Um, the mm. ones I've had in the past are like little, the kind of flavored ones where you, it, the bubbles burst, like you do, um, you know, if you bite down on it, it gives you a little burst of strawberry or kiwi or whatever. But right. the tapioca ones, they're just like little chewy balls of flavorless jelly. <laughs> I was like, why is this? Why am I drinking these? This is not pleasant. Um, but Michelle sure liked it. So anyway, the, 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 passion fruit element was good. Tapioca balls. Not so good. That's my, um, how I would sum it up. But uh, yeah, other than that, nice, nice little day out and a bit of football this afternoon.
2: Yeah. Well, um, I have a new setup here at home because I am now a work from home forever boy.
1: Forever.
2: Um, yeah, work announced ah. that we're not going to be going back to the old office. So I went in and grabbed my few of my bits and bobs that i had in the office and also a lovely big old i don't know how big must it be about 28 inch screen maybe which i currently have is a lovely vertical screen with our rundown on it um but yeah i'm gonna use that for work here um first time back in the office in over a year and my boss was there that was quite fun seeing him for the first time in a year Mm -hmm. um but yeah the amount of just utter tat i had in my drawers um, I would say ninety nine percent of the stuff there did not make it. Uh, home didn't bother bringing it with me. Papers upon papers upon papers. Um, letters of resignation from like three years ago from people when I was the team lead. Um, yeah, just loads of rubbish. Old calendars, mugs that I never use. I just yeah. use for putting like pens in. All that, that. shit.
1: The amount of shit you accumulate over the I years. I know, just, just bits of shit. <laughs> why? Why are we making this?
2: Well, I so went in so. just with my um, like backpack. Like uh, I hesitate to call it a school bag because I haven't been in school in two decades. <laughs> but um, you know, back, back, backpack. <laughs> uh, Expecting I'll have you know I'll have about that much worth of stuff to to bring, and then sitting on the desk we're like three industrial-sized boxes of stuff. I was oh, like, no. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, I just took, like I said, the uh, the monitor mm. back with me. I also have a little uh, docking station-type deal that I have all my cables plugged into, which makes it a bit easier to have the laptop set up and that. Um, second screen will potentially also let me uh, stream stuff if I ever feel like it. Um, the old GeoGuessr, maybe um and then otherwise we spent the weekend in county dublin at natty's parents house and we had a lovely walk to Hoth today where Ooh. i had some nice chips and a 99 Ooh. ice cream and it was great Ooh. although less great was you know when you go to these markets and there'll, there'll be the one stall with like sweets and that oh yeah so I know that the, you know, they're they're ripoff merchants. They they yeah. you get two little cola bottles and an egg, a fried egg, and they, they put it they put it on the weighing scales, and they were like, "That'll be eleven euro, please." So Ooh, I was like, t- "I'm
1: t- not ten euros a kilo." Sure.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I was like, "Well, I'm not I'm not going to get loads. I'm just going to get like I do quite like those um, uh, Harry Bo snakes. They have the yes, you know the gummy snakes with the fo- the kind of foam underside." So I got two two snakes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, expecting, you know, even on the more expensive side, expecting that's probably going to come up, come to like fucking a euro for two
0: two sweets, right?
2: <coughs> Three Europeans. It
0: cost <laughs> me outrageous. 150 I, I was like, a jelly snake. That's that. One fifty uh, a jelly snake. I
2: was like, like this way, this way, is is? the house prices are out of control. <laughs> fucking snakes cost one fifty.
0: How big are
1: these jelly snakes?
2: I mean they're fairly sizable, but they're not one fifty. You get a fucking Terry's chocolate orange well, for one fifty.
1: What? How long? We're talking like a six inch snake, or
2: a... no, probably like a twelve inch.
1: Oh Jesus, twelve inch snake.
0: Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, well, that is longer than it's the average big. ones you get in the shops. That is kind of then a novelty long snake. I mean, I still well, think it's mental. I still think the I still think the um snake economy is, is, is yes. Yeah. Out of out of control, but look, that's Dublin for you. You know, it's the well. That's that's you can build build a house with that. You know, they don't want you doing that. So no, no, no. uh, Making a little snake uh, hovel for yourself.
2: Yeah, I mean, I did enjoy it all the same. But um, yeah, yeah, I got some chips in Beshoff Bros, which is a nice uh, fish and chips place there in Hoth. That was lovely. And then we, uh, yeah, we had a nice seven-kilometer walk to get there from. Mm Where Natty's parents live. Walked out to house and the weather was lovely and it was all good. Um, I'm now back in the normal, the normal location. Um, But anyway, Joe, do you want to talk a little bit about? Speaking of Europeans, the football.
1: Let's talk about football. Um, So
2: let's start with uh, let's start with England.
1: Let's start with England. Disappointing game against Scotland. A lot of lot of hype going in. I think. Given the Scotland aren't actually very good <laughs> overall, I think people thought England were definitely going to win. But yeah. I always saw close game. I was thinking one 0 England. Right. Um, I didn't think it was going to be you know a blowaway game. And you know Scotland played very well and they played very defensively. You know they're three at the back, three in midfield. Um, England really struggled to get through that. So I don't think it was just England playing badly. I think Scotland were just set up right to stop them really from doing anything, and they did that very well. Uh, weird decision, you know, bringing in two fullbacks and then not having them attack. Uh, it was a bit weird. Um, you'd think if you're playing Luke Shaw and Reese James, they're there to get forward, but they just didn't. Um, right. they got in a couple of crosses, I think, in the entire game. So that was that was really the only strange decision for me is that they didn't attack more. Um, but as for people, you know, saying, "Oh, you got Grealish in. Oh, you got Sancho in. Oh, you got to get Rashford in. Um, I don't think it would have made any difference at all, to be honest, swapping out Sterling and Foden for Grealish and Sancho. Right. Um, because without without the fullbacks on the overlap getting into space, it, they had no one to pass to. You know what I mean? They can't. Yeah. They're not going to... Grealish isn't Messi. He's not going to like dribble past 10 people and score a wonder goal. Uh, even Messi doesn't when he plays for Argentina because it's you know he's not had the right kind of players around him. Um yeah so I think it's not it wasn't so much about individuals so much as the system we were playing up against a very well executed kind of defensive form- uh, formation so yeah,
2: yeah. And what like. did you make of the um completely over the top reaction of 99% of England fans? Uh Southgate yeah. out this and yeah.
1: that. Yeah, people were very, you know get very emotional. I think and the performance to me wasn't that different from the Croatia game. The only difference is we didn't get the goal. Yeah. You know, if John Stones scores that header at the corner, we win one nil and everyone's like, oh, you know, not bad, not bad. Yeah. Um yeah, so very disappointing. I think it's also like in a weird way the weather as well. <laughs> like it's because it's we started off a tournament in beautiful sunshine and it's now mm cloudy and rainy and dismal when we're drawing nil-nil with scotland at wembley and it just makes people feel really depressed it's right. they want an exciting tournament with sun and beer and england goals and everything and it's like yeah yeah so that was, that was a shame but we'll, we'll see what happens the czech republic's the one that will you know tell us what's
2: the, going to the one that'll define it all yeah i thought the reaction was completely wild but this i think it's also typifying of one of england's biggest problems is the pressure they put on themselves? Like you had Ian Wright was on the ITV yeah. coverage after the game, being like, "I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for them." I'm like, two games in, one win, one draw. You're doing pretty good. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, like, I don't think any other team puts as much pressure on themselves mm. as England do. So, is it a, is it any surprise when they when they you know inevitably buckle under that pressure later on mm. in the third of Like.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. You look at France, you know, just drawn with Hungary, and <laughs> we think France are like they make they're clearly the favourites. They're yeah. really the best team,
2: and they're doing as as well as England are. But no one is up in arms about sacking the French manager and the selection of the team.
1: Like no, I'd say the French performances have been not even that as good as England's really It's Germany. No, they're they poor were enough against Germany. They got their
2: goal and sat back.
1: They got lucky, yeah, and then Hungary not not particularly good. No, it's only really Italy that have. I think, have been fantastic yeah. in the tournament. So, yeah, watched watched Italy earlier. They were really good. They were so hungry, even though it was a third game. They're pretty much through. They're 1-0 up, 10 men. And yeah. they were still really going for it. They they are really hungry in yeah. uh, this tournament. So, yeah.
2: Well, they're one of the three teams who, who have uh, 100% records, along yeah. with Netherlands and Belgium. Now, Belgium, I thought, looked very good as well, especially once they unleashed De Bruyne onto yeah. the pitch.
1: Yeah, yeah. Once, once they put on their two good players. <laughs> Hazard and De Bruyne coming is, off the bench. Lukaku's good as well, to be fair. But yeah, they've got if you've got Lukaku, De Bruyne, and Hazard, then you're gonna beat all the average sides yeah. easily.
2: Well, that second goal was really good, I thought, where Lukaku yes. kind of dribbled yeah. on the right hand side, got it over to De Bruyne, and he hit one of those daisy cutters. Whoop, right into the bottom corner. Yeah. Um I enjoyed the Germany. Uh, Portugal game the other day as well. Oh, yeah,
1: that was fun.
2: Being the Germany supporter that I am, um, that was quite satisfying as well. Which And, and that's kind of the nature of these uh, groups, even though you always have to keep in the back of your mind that um, some of the third-place teams are going to go through, which kind of yeah. reduces a little bit of the excitement. But when you see like Germany lose to France, Germany are in a perilous situation. Now Germany are sitting pretty in that they have... Hungary in the final game and France and Portugal might have to squabble over who gets the second yeah. place, you know. It's very, very interesting. Um, You weren't impressed by Spain either? No,
1: lacking like in a cutting edge, um, like a bit, become a bit of a parody of the uh, successful side. of. of a They're very game. much the
2: arsenal of the Euros. Yeah,
1: like they can pass the ball around a lot, but, <laughs> but
2: not have you tried passing
1: it in the net, lads, that would go, go down well. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and you look at the team, you know, when you look at the old Spain team, it was terrifying. Like you look at the bench of the old <laughs> Spanish team and you have Fabregas, Mata, Silva, uh, you know, Valdez, uh, Navas, all on the bench. But this right. side, I'll be honest, I don't reckon, I don't know half the players in the Spain It's a team.
2: very young team. I
1: couldn't sure. tell you who they played. Yeah, but I couldn't tell you who they played for, you know what I mean? Like a lot of right. them, they're not, they're not kind of stars. They're, just, they're good players, but they're not. You know, household names in every position, so
2: yeah, and they lack a, a really top class center forward as well. They have yeah. Maratta and Moreno as their kind of top two, yeah. Um, you know, even when you look at the other teams, you know, Germany, France, France have like a Giroud on the bench. Um, yeah. a lot of these teams have, you know, even if not one top striker, at least one on the bench they can bring off or bring on for. Even England, Kane, Cavalloon, Spain don't really have that as as much as the other teams. And we were on the money, by the way, with the Kane thing last week. Um, I would have played Cavalloon against Scotland for what it's worth. Kane looks tired to me. I'd give him a break for a game. Um, yeah. So I, I would say, anyway, look, don't, don't be all on, on Southgate. Let him do his job. He's doing all right. I'm not saying you, Joe. England in general. You know, I, th- I think the, the 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 one time that kind of ease the pressure is going to be the time that England do well. Yeah. But like, God, the, even the pundits on the TV like way, way, way exaggerated in what's mm-hmm. like their opinions versus what's actually happening. Um, yeah, I think England are going you know, <laughs> to inevitably top the group and be fine, and this whole thing will be for naught. But uh, yeah, there we go. We've got um, Belgium up tomorrow as well as. Uh, Netherlands, I think we have four games tomorrow. Two on Tuesday, and then four again on Wednesday, and then we're into the the knockouts, which yeah. I'm kind of waiting for at this stage because you know the third place games. The Italy game today was pretty good, as you mentioned, but mm-hmm. a lot of the a lot of the groups are kind of already wrapped up. So I, I'm just kind of waiting to get to the knockouts at this stage.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, and it's it's annoying not knowing. What
2: the games are going to be? And that, that's uh, you know, people talk about VAR insofar as we can't celebrate because we need to see. Oh, you know, is the goal going to be given? You have now Switzerland who are finished in third today. Yeah. Are they going to get through? They don't know. <laughs> yeah. How do it's they weird. react to the yes. end of the game?
1: Yeah, yeah. Very strange. Very weird. So anyway, that's stuff.
2: your Euro catch up for this week. Um, when do the playoffs start? Do you know? Is it Friday, Saturday? Um, i don't have to have my head
1: no it's before that isn't it i think
2: um
1: oh i know england england play on tuesday and then the final group games are on wednesday so i think they go straight into it on thursday
2: oh really no no break maybe maybe Nah, there's surely going to be a day or two off (laughs) Mm, 26 oh yes oh yes saturday Okay. okay Oh, that's annoying. I don't want a day off. <laughs> Two days off. Just well, days off. we'll 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 be able to talk about some of the knockout games yeah. next time we, yeah. we catch up. Anyway, I do have a music to talk about. Um, mm. another new album this week. We're talking a bit more of a hippity hoppity album. Could I sound any whiter than that? Uh Polo G, new album, Hall of Fame. Um. Have you listened at all to any Polo G, Joe or Barry? Uh,
0: No. No, that name is new to me. Never heard of them.
2: Okay, okay. Um, Well, first of all, I picked it because Polo G is quite close to my own name, Paul G. I was like, oh, that's a sign (laughs) from God. You should pick music. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's a sign from God, surely. Um, I'm going to quickly bring up the album here if I can find it. Where the fuck is
0: it? Anyway,
2: the album is called Hall of Fame, which also is a not necessarily wrestling related term, but it's one that, uh, threw to into the script. Yeah. God, this Wikipedia page is so badly organized. I cannot find the fucking Wikipedia entry for it, which it surely has because it's got some quite big, uh, quite big, um, what you call them features on it. So here we go. So, Hall of Fame by Polo G uh, is the third studio album by American rapper Polo G. Features guest appearances from uh, Lil Wayne, Da Baby, Young Tug, Ooh. Nicki Minaj, mm. uh, the late Pop Smoke. Um, so, yeah, so Polo G is, um, and funnily enough, right? A uh, little bit of info for you here. The, the day I listened to this for the first time, Polo G was arrested <laughs> for uh, some uh, argument with a police officer, mm. or another.
0: Okay, well that just makes him a legend. So,
2: exactly. Um, so, I I feel recently, as far as hip hop albums go, for myself, um, I find a lot of new hip hop very hard to get into. I know Barry, you recommended me uh, that Brock Hampton album, which I did listen to, yes. and I kind of half enjoyed. Really? Um, you know, I, I get though that their their style is very um, all over the place. So of course, half of it I enjoyed, half it wasn't really. I wasn't really into uh, Mac Miller, which I checked out. I wasn't super into either. Um, I actually really liked this album. Uh, Polo G, I would say a bit more of a kind of singer than a rapper. It's, it's definitely more of a kind of a pop album than a, you know a pure. Rap album. I, I wouldn't call it a rap album by any means. It's definitely pu- more pop, hip hop. Um, a lot of auto tune, but like s- with singing melodies rather than rap in the in the actual sense. Um, but yeah, it, it reminded me of kind of you know a new spin on maybe like one of the old Ja Rule albums. It has that kind of sound to it, that kind of production to it. It's got a lot of um something I haven't seen a lot in new rap if you want to call it that but which is the old um, female vocal pitched way up as the kind of hook if you know what I mean yeah, yeah, so they brought that back and I was like on the first track I was like oh my god this is really like <laughs> a late 90s uh, Ja Rule album I'm to or something but um, no I, I thought it was actually really good maybe I went in with kind of a lower expectation because a lot of modern hip hop turns me off a lot of it sounds just to me the same, and there are some tracks on this album that do fall into that trap get the joke trap trap um where where it does fall into that same rhythm know the same whether whether um it's kind of more mumbly or whatever it sometimes does fall into that, but generally the the um the the beats and so on are actually quite good. And, and not kind of typically what you hear these days. So I thought it was kind of more of a throwback album. Uh, first five songs on it, as I said, are all great. Uh, I would say especially Epidemic. That's probably my favorite song on the album. Um, but it is, a, it is an album that has 20 songs on it, uh, which is a lot. And I know that's kind of common for hip-hop albums, but um, at a total length of 54 minutes, it's quite long mm. and it does uh, as i say fall into that trap of kind of having more quant- quantity than quality uh i would say a good five tracks out of the 20 could have been cut and the album would be a lot more kind of tighter and um, that being said only two of the 20 tracks are longer than three minutes mm. uh which i thought was very strange um you have a one which is three minutes and 10 seconds that is the second longest track on the album and then it finishes with a four minute 25 seconds but yeah i would give it a thumbs up i would definitely say if you're into uh hip-hop modern or um retro uh give it a listen it's uh, very accessible very melodic um although it does have a, a problem in that a lot of the lyrics are about woe is me i'm so rich um i got stacks but i'm unhappy about it <laughs> you yeah. know it's a lot of it's a lot of um boasting about uh wealth and rollies but then also about uh aren't, aren't i aren't i so un- unhappy about my life so it does have a bit of that a bit of faux. um angst but yeah no i would give it a good you know good high seven low eight out of ten yeah. somewhere in that range it's definitely very very listenable um and some of the tracks are really good um you know, bypassing what i would say is you know it's listenable that's fine but some of the some of the tracks are actually really good especially the first five um, which is which are only ten minutes long, <laughs> in combination. But I'd say if you're curious, maybe just give the first five tracks a listen as a kind of EP, and if you're enjoying it, go on with the rest of the, al- the rest of the album. But yeah, big big good surprise, Polo G Hall yeah, of Fame. Sweet. Yeah, it's great. His third album. Uh, I will check out his others, um, and I've also been listening to a bit of Wolf Alice, a bit of their earlier albums, which is the album I talked about last week, which is also great. That's Music oh, Guff. Very nice.
0: That's music Guff. What about the, uh, what about the telly guff? Uh
2: Yeah, I watched some more Lupin. Have you started that oh, yet, Joe? Lupin? No, not yet. Not yet. Okay, well, I've only watched two more episodes, so I still have two left.
1: Right.
2: And um, I was a bit reserved about the first episode of the new block. Happily, episodes two and three were great. Especially mm. episode three. Nice. Um, I will not say anything mm. plot related, obviously um other than episode 3 especially felt like it fit in with that first bunch of episodes where it was about uh you know long cons and uh heists and swindling and all that shit you want from Lupin um like when i think back of the first block the episodes i enjoyed the most were like maybe episodes 1 and 2 where the show felt a little bit more standalone like you were talking about last week with Fringe, where it's like a heist of the week, if you want to call mm, it that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then as it kind of got a bit more serialized, I felt like it kind of lost a bit of that appeal. And that's also true of the start of Block 2, but it feels now that it's getting back into that. Uh, it's it's bookending the series with mm. that same kind of novelty, which is great. Um. So yeah, big thumbs up on Lupin. And if people aren't watching that, get on it, especially if you enjoyed Sherlock, which I did, uh, to a point. Uh, and also we finished season four of Lost. We watched the f- three-part finale, There's No Place Like Home, um, which is a great finale, not quite as good as season three's. Um, I'm wearing my season three uh, finale shirt right now. We have to go back. Um, yeah, season four Lost, a very, very good season, but... Uh, All the better for the fact that it's about 10 episodes shorter than the previous three series were. Season four was the series they made during the writer's strike of the late 2000s. And uh, it's a great, great, great finale. And I'll say no more about Lost other than people should watch it. That's all the telly I watched. Nice. Alrighty. Yeah,
0: I didn't watch any telly.
1: Yeah, nothing this week. Just 30 Rock and uh, Fringe.
0: Stuff. Jump into the uh, movie guff. Um, had another another light week in the movie uh, regards as well. We are going to go see the Conjuring Three on Tuesday, so uh, I'll have that to talk about next week. But uh, this week, just when browsing on the old Disney Plus for something to watch, we rewatched Just Married, which is perhaps the most 2000s movie <laughs> i mean ever conceived it is so that it is so that britney murphy ashton kutcher kutcher at his most animated kind of faux jim carrey ish really obnoxious um the soundtrack is so 2000s there's a lot of uh, um, questionable racial stereotyping as well oh, to boot um <laughs> but uh it's uh, you know it's not great it's, it's 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 an okay watch for the purpose we had which was just to stick it on for something just to have on in the background and not really pay too much attention to um but yeah that was about, that was about it for the movie watching for me this week hmm. uh well, continuing our
1: rewatch of Spy- the Sp- all the spider mans we watched spider-man 2 uh the doc Ock um mm. Movie starring um, Alfred Molina as the uh, famous Dr. Octopus man. Um, it's, it's an interesting one. Toby Maguire kind of shows up and pulls the same faces uh, for another two hours, going, burr, 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 um, <laughs> That's good. <laughs> and M- MJ's, I-, I like Kirsten Dunstan here, but her character is just a bit annoying. She doesn't have a lot to her she just kind of seems to become a famous like model slash actress and marry a famous astronaut um kind of out of nowhere um james franco is kind of all right in it as the you know guy who wants to avenge his father but borders on the kind of parody at times He's just i must avenge my father oh my god my dad my, dad, my father Oh. You know, it's <laughs> like, so you, you think it it wouldn't add that up to much? But it's actually a pretty, you know, I, I thought it was a very good movie overall. Except there's a big chunk in the second half, probably the second act, when um, when Doc Ock just doesn't goes missing, and it's just Peter being emotional for half an hour and just like being depressed about his life. And it's like, yeah, can we get back to the man with the big um, robot tentacles, please? Because that was quite entertaining. Um, but yeah, I get overall pretty good. I think I know it's, it seems as if that movie is considered the kind of superior one of the the three um you know samurai me toby Maguire, mm. and Man. but i i don't think it's particularly better than the first one for me i think those first two are both you know really good really fun yeah. third, one, third one's a bit but um i, I yeah, prefer the first I one good. i prefer the first one yeah i think they're, they're both they're both really good uh and again you get very kind of cartoony moments in it though um i went in doctor Doc Ock's robbing the uh, robbing the bank, and he's like throwing money bags at Spider Man and stuff. It's all very silly. And then I think J- Jonah Jameson is is the best part of those films. So he's just yeah. so good in that. Yeah, you know, that that performance is so so good. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to well, not really looking forward to part three, but we will, we'll rewatch part three um, and see if the ending kind of hits any differently. Because if I recall, when I saw that at the cinema. Uh, it sort of ended with Peter Parker being very depressed and crying, and someone behind me in the cinema said, "And I quote, uh, Spider-Man's a pussy." <laughs> uh, so we'll see if we'll see if that holds up um, ten ten odd years later.
0: I think I think that's probably true.
1: Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's movies for the week.
2: Yeah, Spider Man is a pussy, to be fair. Do you see him crying
0: over fucking, what's his name in the new ones? Ah, fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah, Iron Man, crying over Iron Man. Absolute square. Oh. You know, there's like a million superheroes. We we have a big shared universe, you absolute loser. <laughs> um, yeah. I do like in Spider Man 2, I do like they do the, the scene where he gives the, the little montage where he gives up being Spider Man. That's great.
2: Yeah. That's good stuff.
0: Anyway. I like Spider-Man 2 a lot, but I haven't seen any of those Raimi movies since the third one that came out. I haven't rewatched the third one, because I, I watched it a load when it first came out, because I was trying to make sense of it. Um, and I haven't watched it in years. I'm kind of curious to go back to it myself. Just because like it, I've, so much has been said and written and deconstructed about it since it came out. Right. And I, I, I think there has been a a, a subset of people who have kind of come around on it as like, oh well, you know, this does this X Y Z. But like Sam Raimi himself, I don't even think really likes it. He did. He like just adamantly went on the record. I think before the movie even came out, saying he didn't want to do Venom. Um, yeah. And they basically said, "Well, you well, you're well, he's going in, mate. You better figure it out." Um, <laughs> so yeah,
2: uh, I only watched the one movie, uh, Brave, Pixar's. Oh, the yeah, the red-haired princess, twenty twelve. Red-haired princess, Merida. Um, I think it's good. I mean, I assume we've all seen Brave, so... No. You've never seen it, Joe?
1: I've not seen Brave.
2: You've oh. never seen Brave. Never. Oops. Um, Yeah, everyone in it has a, has a Scottish accent, which makes oh, yeah. it, which you know, obviously the best word uh, to say with a Scottish accent. Uh, oh. Oh, Jesus, I can, easy for me to say with a Scottish accent is murder, which does oh, yeah. get said in the movie. And I popped for it. Murder. Murder. Um, I mean, I think it's good. I, I'd say it's, I think it's, it's middling, but it's just the right side of good. Um, you know, if, if the Pixar movies were a premier league table, I would say brave would be like Southampton.
1: All
2: right. It's not going to get relegated, you know, no danger of that. Yeah. But it's also not making Europa League. It's in, you know, it's, it's in there. Um, I think the plot is is good enough. The the mother turns into a bear, and there's hijinks. But yeah. I think it's I think it's a bit forgettable. And though the performances and it's got a really good cast. Um, you have Billy Billy Connolly, Kelly Macdonald, um, Robbie Coltrane, a, a hoots hoots of uh, Scottish acting royalty. Um, I just—I don't know. there's some of those Pixar movies? I would say, in the similar vein, would be like Good Dinosaur, which is far worse, by the way. I, I feel bad lumping Brave in with Good Dinosaur because Good Dinosaur is a big heap of shite. <laughs> um, but there's just some so, some of those movies. Uh, I would say Soul, I would include, which came out yeah. last Christmas, yeah. which are like fine. They're good, but they 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 just don't hit as deep as those other better pixar movies yeah the plot the plots are just kind of forgettable like brave merida is a great character in brave but it's the same story we've seen a hundred times the rebellious teen who'll by god will make their way in the world it's like it's the same plot as moana basically it's basically the same film um but then like they don't do anything with with the character of merida it just becomes a a ho-hum kind of uh Slapsticks around the around the uh, castle and the mother turns into a bear and oh no what do we do it does the plot isn't actually centered about really around merida or her mm. problems or anything it's just she doesn't want to get married to the suitor she wants to be her own woman da, 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 da. and it's, it's all a bit rote and though the movie itself is funny and did get laughs out of me i just don't think it's that memorable i think it's i think it's a good a good mid-tier pixar film uh, it's only like an hour and a half, so it's definitely worth a quick watch as well. But um, yeah, it's it's not it's not um, attacking the top tier. It's, it's it's not even close. I would say. Fair enough. But it's it's similarly far away from your your Cars two of the world. <laughs> just just somewhere in the middle. Just there in the middle. Yeah, it's good. Um. So do you talk, want to talk about games Barry because I watched a little bit of you play the game oh, well. this week
0: so did I oh the boys the boys because you you have, you have
2: the two Mario experts
0: yes <laughs> watching yes, you rats. and judging you uh, uh, well there was plenty to judge me on because um Oh, I, I well, no, I, I, wasn't having as terrible a time as I, I played some knockout City yesterday while hungover. Oh my, I, I never have I regretted doing a stream more. I think I had fun, but I was playing like absolute dog shit, just getting absolutely embarrassed left, right, and center. So Mario was was good compared to that. But yeah, I did the, um, I did start Bowser's Fury, um, on, uh, Wednesday, and it's quite fun, um, and I think. I have kind of, I just, when I stopped, I had gotten to the point where the full map kind of opens up a little bit. Right. Um, and so I've, faced, I've beaten Bowser twice. So I've made decent progress through it. Um, and I've already kind of noticed that, oh, you've doubled back and kind of the area you've already done has new, uh, you know, catch to get. So that's mm-hmm. good. Um, yeah, no, it's really good. I think it's a, it's a nice proof of concept for the, um, uh, for, for the concept of like an open world uh, Mario game. And one of the few games that like has an actual interesting day-night cycle use. Right, uh, so many open worlds do it, and it's kind of just it's just kind of a thing because it's like the standard thing to do since GTA Three, basically. But um, I, I like how it can kind of happen at any time, so you can be going through a level. Or an area, I guess they're not leveled off anymore. you would be going through an area and the weather will just change and Bowser will pop up and you're like, oh shit, I'm, in, I'm halfway up this tower. I can't stop and go back. I have yeah. to kind of finish it, which I actually think is really interesting and it kind of adds some dynamism to it. Uh, yeah, yeah, so it's really good. Um, I'm enjoying it. I will be jumping back in tomorrow, actually, Monday. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 I don't know. I, I actually haven't watched anyone, I haven't seen anything of it before I played it myself. I feel like I'll probably get it done tomorrow night. It doesn't feel like it's especially long. No, I've, I've heard it's not, it heard it's not, depending
2: on your, com- how completionist you want to be about it.
0: I, I would say, because I, 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 you know, I, I would say that, um, you need 50, I think, to beat it. fifty shots. Right. Okay. I think my, my goal would be to just, just get to the end. Right. Um, uh and and maybe uh, you know in my own time I go back and do the extra stuff if i feel so inclined sure. uh, yeah so maybe i'll wrap that up tomorrow but yeah uh it's 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 a lot of fun it's a lot of fun yeah. and i think it's but i do think i do think it feels a bit like a it is a you know an addition it's an addition to to the, the yeah it's world. a
2: nice it's a nice tech demo exactly
0: of. yeah exactly um so yeah that was fun. Yeah.
2: The thing about the day-night thing, by the way, is Bowser, if you keep an eye on Bowser as you're playing, he will slowly rise, right. of, rise yeah. from the ground. So you can kind of plan your day-night cycle around that rather than be surprised every time it happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean, I really liked Bowser Fury, but um I just felt like the world wasn't varied enough either. What you'll find the deeper you get into is that all the, all the worlds
0: kind of feel the same.
2: like the worlds are more mechanically different than visually different and i kind of would like them to be visually different as well
0: yeah they kind of have just like like it is it does just kind of feel like the aesthetic of the game is uh mario level it's not like you you know with cats yeah but with cats it's like it's not like you know mario 64 or sunshine the seaside resort it's like you're in this kind of nebulous ocean with a load of mario levels in it and what some of them have snow around the tips because that's the ice level Um, (laughs) just about that's about it and maybe to
2: be fair they're thinking like look fuck you you got an extra full game if you
0: want that go play that um which is Um, fair yeah so yeah i played that the only other thing i played during the week was i I played some more ratchet and clank which is still really fun i i I am it's it's a weird game of two halves because i think i said last week on the show that it's a very um you know as basically every every first party ps5 game has kind of delivered a very fun next genny kind of experience looks great loads fast runs at a high frame rate the control the ps5 controller stuff is is tremendous and and ratchet and clank does that but it's also uh they kind of do something similar to to the last couple of naughty dog games which is it's kind of linear you're kind of going through boom 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 and then they say okay actually here's an open world space uh, you can take a little break and do side quests and go exploring and collecting and that's awesome because this is a platformer and so you want to do collectathon stuff but it's weirdly janky and kind of I don't want to say unfinished but I've come across a lot of issues in the more open areas. Right. Where, um, like you know, you you know it's if the, the open areas are fairly big, and there they have like vehicles you can get around, and it's actually like or like an animal you can ride, like in Crash Bandicoot, and you're kind of so you're looking like wow, this area is so big, and I can see there's a collectible on the map over here, but there's an awful lot of oh uh, like this asset doesn't actually have collision, so you thought maybe you could land on it, but no, you just fall through the world when you go to that. Oh no, you don't go over here. Yeah, you just get you kind of clip through this, you kind of clip through that. I've found enemies like T posing by. You know, as I as I go into to certain areas, it's just it's and it's not just one or two things. It's kind of been surprisingly common. I've I've fallen through the world a couple of times and it's um it's made worse by the fact that it's like I'm trying to kind of think outside the box and use these open world elements and the characters uh, movement abilities. To explore, as you would in, of course, I'm not saying every game has to be Breath of the Wild, but Breath (laughs) of the Wild very much has the logic of, I know I can do XYZ, this element does XYZ, I can mix these two, and if I can see it, I can get to it, and that's great um and I'm not, I'm not saying it has to be to that standard but actually i tweeted a clip from the from the ps5 where it's kind of like i shot off a ramp and it's like it's kind of like a swamp with like industrial kind of uh like oil rigs almost on them and i thought one of them might have a collectible on it i shot off a ramp and steered myself over to it midair and it's like no that's just a background piece that has no collision you're not actually supposed to go there and it's like okay no. th- that there's no indication of that being the case this is an open world segment you know yeah. Um it's a shame it does, and I've kinda of heard that from other people as well because the the first the first level that I streamed, which is kind of like a cyberpunky uh nightclub ridden neon but so, somewhat more corridor focused level, is incredible. It looks amazing, everything flows, all the characters are moving talking there's lights going off there's a little commerce area it's great and then i've and I've heard from other people further in the game that that is consistently the dichotomy is that the linear levels look amazing. When they push you into an open area, the the, uh, the the you're peeking behind the curtain a little bit, and it's not it's not good, um, which is a shame uh, because it's an insomniac game, and I kind of do associate polish with them, you know. Yeah. Because um, uh, they made the last Ratchet and Clank, they made all the Ratchet and Clank games. They're great. They made two excellent Spider-Man games, um, you know. So not it's not I'm not saying oh this is shit. I'm not going to finish it. it. You know, it isn't a cyberpunk, but it's just a little bit frustrating, a little bit disappointing relative to the. Um, the great first impression it makes but uh but yeah so that's the uh, that's the games for me this week did you watch the old nintendo e3 gimmick
2: of course i love my nintendo um, um yeah uh, i think e3 overall this year was
0: oh yeah it's okay
2: <laughs> um yeah there was some stuff in the nintendo one that interested me i'm a big Warioware guy hmm so I'm excited to see more WarioWare. I have the uh, GameCube one over here that I played hours and hours of. I also had the DS one. I've never played one, but they look and great. We, they're great, great. They're a great party games, but they're also fun single player because you know it's it's mini games. I think they actually had a different name for them. I don't remember what they called them in the WarioWare universe, but like. The, the games are like three seconds long in some yeah. cases. That's, you know, it'll come up, uh, pick your nose, and you have to move the hand into the nostril, you know? And if you get into three seconds, it's like, woo, next one. And it's just craziness. And I've always enjoyed those games. Um, that new Metroid game looks interesting. I loved Super Metroid when I played it on the uh, SNES Classic um, yes. the other year, so I'm excited for that. Although I've never dipped my toe into the other Metroids that have come out since, like Fusion or... Other, um, like any of the two D
0: Metroids, I mean,
2: yeah, yeah. So maybe I'll need to play them first. But um Super
0: Metroid, I thought was fucking great. Well, what so, they what they showed of this one, as someone who, who I think I I have tried them enough times over the years to say that I just don't like Metroid. It just doesn't yeah. like gel with me for whatever reason. What they showed of this one, I thought I thought did look pretty cool. It looks cool. Um,
2: and then you know the Breath of the Wild two at the end they did show, but. I guess, in a sense, what they showed of it almost made me less excited for it. I don't know. Um, I was I was kind of hoping, out, holding out hope that it wouldn't just be the same map again. Um, and maybe it won't be. Maybe it would be a, varia- a variation on it. Because they, they said something like two years in the future. Yeah. But um, like part of the whole charm of Breath of the Wild, as you, you alluded to, is... Okay, number one, the mechanics of it are so seamless. But also this huge map to explore and see what's there. So if if you're ultimately on the same map, that's nearly half the appeal gone. But I suppose even if they lose literally the same map and looks like they're adding verticality to it, they can change the stuff that's there and it'll be fine. You know, but I was hoping it would be a little bit more different than it seems like it's
0: going to be. I'm I'm still somewhat confident it will be. I, I feel like there's got to be more to it than that. Yeah,
2: I mean, th- <laughs> they're not giving even the name yet for fear it's going to give away something about the game. So presumably yeah. there's something more than what the, they're letting the on. The length of the wild, <laughs> Legend of Zelda. It's actually a Metroid game. <laughs> the X axis. <laughs> Um, and then I've been playing more uh, Pokémon Snap uh, on Switch, the new one. Yeah, which I bought um, using a voucher that I got from work. Um, I love I love the N sixty four Pokémon Snap, and I you know I had illusions of like, look, if I can get a good five, six, seven hours out of this like fo- photography simulator, yeah, I will be perfectly happy with it. Because even the original N64 one wasn't a very long game. It had like six levels. No, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. So I've passed the 25-hour mark. What? (laughs) Taking pictures of
0: Pokemons. (laughs) (laughs) Take a picture of Pikachu?
2: Um, Yeah, and it's fucking great. One thing that it has that you just talked about, Barry, was the day-night system, Mm. which wasn't in the original one. It's not every level, but most levels have a day and night version. In which the Pokemons are acting different because it's night. Or there's different Pokemon at night. Which is a clever way to reuse the same levels. Um, and in in like we're talking about Breath of the Wild too, It's literally the same level. But it has different stuff to do. Um, and different kind of routines going on. So it feels new. Um, It's got a lot of levels. Uh, I think I, I've played maybe like 8 or 9, 10 different levels. Which is a lot more than I expected it was going to have. Um, it has, like, levels that are entirely underwater, which is cool, which, again, wasn't in the original. Um, and it's got way more, like, scripted um, environmental things happening, like, triggers that you can use to make Pokemon act in a certain way. And there's, like, hundreds of challenges for you to do. So, to be like, hey, this Pokemon over here did this weird thing, and then you go and kind of figure out how to do it. Again, in a kind of Breath of the wild way, where you have your four mechanics that you can use and you're trying them out. Like, okay, what happens if I throw an apple? What happens if I play my flute? What happens if I use my camera scan feature that makes a noise? How do how they react to that? And so it's a lot of replayability by the fact that there's so many things you can do and so many things, so many triggers for Pokemon to act in a different way, uh, which makes it very replayable. Uh, and also, in a collect- uh, completionist or collectionist sense, um, the you, you can get, like, four different versions of each Pokemon. The one star, two star, three star, four star. And so that encourages you also to go back and go, hey, I never got the three star whatever, Squirtle. And you have to find a trigger to get it to act in a certain way that gives you the three star photo. So, yeah, it's very, very cool. Having finished Final Fantasy VII, Pokemon Snap is now my main game. Uh, and i'm just I'm just playing that through, and it's a very easy game to play as well when there's fucking a turkey match on Turkey in Switzerland, and you can get the old Pokemon Snap on the go and kind of half pay attention to the football
0: yeah I, I, I'm kind of in the in the mood for a switch game like that. I think I think the golf game might be that for me, yeah, um, stick on you know a YouTube thing and just sit on the couch and play something, especially something like Pokemon Snap or what I'm assuming Mario Golf will be, which is fairly low intensity um, yeah. Uh, uh, re- Relaxing <laughs> Unless you're
2: playing that, run to the flag as quick as you can. Oh, that looks so good. Uh, for, that looks that, so was, good. that looks great for multiplayer. I must say. Um,
0: I'm looking forward to that. I am looking forward. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I don't think I played Mario Golf, uh, but I I've I... played one of them. I played. I have the GameCube one. little uh... Tour. I, I'm, a, I'm a proponent of any kind of wacky sports games, so yeah. I mean, yeah my, although, my although that tennis one they brought out recently was apparently not great. Appar- apparently, bad. Yeah, I, I skipped it based on the reviews. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I thought Nintendo's overall E3 was 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 pretty dang solid as their as their directs and their video presentations. Yeah. Although
2: I love I love Nintendo's absolute WWE level of we don't care what you want. Here's what you're getting when they're like, uh, Skyward Sword is coming out, and also to celebrate uh, the 35th anniversary. Wind Waker HD, Twilight Princess HD. No, it's a bit of old hardware tat that no one in their right mind would want.
0: What is up with these gaming Did they just like, <laughs> did someone come to them and say, look, we can make these for like five cents? What's the game? Like, and it's just, it's just kind of... Um... Uh, like that mindset of it's if, if you pop if you push it out as a nostalgia thing and a limited run thing people will buy it especially if it's nintendo and it's got yeah. their name on it the marks will get it that was the the same rationale that was a good point I, I heard on a podcast a lot of people were like what is up with those life is strange remasters that look fucking identical to the original game and they're coming out on the same systems they originally out and someone just said, look, there's definitely just a graph somewhere that says, if you just put it back out and just say, here's a new version of it, people will buy it. You know, it's like, it's <laughs> yeah. not, it's really not that deep, you know. No. Um, actually, they announced that's coming to Switch at E3 as well, which yeah, is good because uh, my girlfriend wants to play that. And she has a Switch. So there you go. Um, I hope it doesn't run like complete shit because it didn't run great on a PS4. Um, <laughs> but uh, they are lovely games. Uh, anyway. Yeah. We've a, uh, a quiz, allegedly. We've a quiz. I, I didn't, I didn't do it, so it's nothing to do with me. I mean, you know, you know, I didn't, obviously. Uh, <laughs> so, so what's up, Joe?
1: Yeah, we do have a quiz. We have a quiz. It's called Name or Shame. Uh, and I believe we have done a, a variety of this quiz. Uh, can I, su- can I
2: suggest, right before you explain the rules, Joe, oh, in, the, it, in the in the long honored pantheon of Horrible CSP quiz names. Yeah. yeah. Name or shame McMahon. <laughs> shame
1: or shame McMahon. That's pretty bad Paul. i be honest. I'm just gonna move on. Uh from that suggestion.
2: Shame shame Douglas.
1: Anyway. Um so yes, it's a quiz. we have done a variation of this before, so okay. it's it's guessing uh Wrestler's real name? Well, actually, in, in reverse. I give you the real name, and you have to tell oh, me. Jesus. Okay. Uh, I give you the I give you the shoot name, and you have to tell me what they worked. I would I would have
2: been great at this in two thousand five.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So um, I've got four. Oh, I've got sixteen names in total. So you Jesus. get to do get to do one each. Um, so, and I've got four categories. So there's AEW, WWE, NXT, and announcers. So okay. they're all they're all current. Uh, performers i might
2: not know the announcers worked names to
1: be honest <laughs> yeah we'll see we'll see we'll see okay, okay um okay. so you'll get select a category i will give you the uh the real name and yeah. you can then guess uh the uh the performer's name for two points if you don't know it you can take a clue okay. uh, for one point and the clue will be i will give you the initials of their performer name okay uh, which hopefully will yeah, you gotcha. a bit of a hint so yeah so it's 2.1 point if you still can't get it after the clue your opponent will have the chance to steal one point so Ooh. think carefully think carefully
2: i love it i'm already into this quiz okay. it's, it's gonna be great
1: so i'm gonna toss an imaginary coin right now hang on uh so barry do you want to guess heads or tails
0: uh heads
1: you are correct barry it was heads uh so you get to go first Um, So, pick a category: AEW, WWE, NXT, or announcers. Uh, I will go WWE. WWE. Okay. So I'm going to give you the real their real name. Tell me their performer name. The real name is Ettore Ewan. Uh,
0: That is Big E.
2: That
1: is correct, Barry. For two points, well done. Big, big two points there. Yes, Big E. I did know that one. Yeah, I think it was the, I have, might have heard that one before, but I probably couldn't have told you it um, the other way around. It, yeah.
2: He refers to it on his podcast, on the New Day podcast. Oh, okay. well.
0: so, for some reason, there's a, a soundbite stuck in my head. I think it was Booker T was being incredibly annoying to Michael Cole. Like, you don't even know what Big Biggie stands for, Cole. And, and Michael goes, I think it's Etor, I believe. It's you know, just, <laughs> it's Booker T was just being an insane, annoying person. <laughs> Etor
2: Langston. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. You know had a dream you, Dad? Anyway, go on. he got some dirt on his boot
1: so over to you paul do you want AEW, wwe nxt or announcers
2: i'll go for i'll take a risky i'll go for announcers
1: okay um so the real name is stephen hayworth oh god stephen hayworth stephen Mm. hayworth
2: Ooh. Can I clarify something before we? Yeah. Before I give you a guess, if if we guess prior to getting the clue and it's wrong, it goes to the opponent straight away.
1: E, sorry, if you guess for the, R- just just based on this and you get it wrong, yeah, it goes to Barry. Then then it goes to Barry for one point.
2: Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna need the initials.
1: Okay, initials of the ring name are NM. NM? Yeah
0: i guess it's already wrong.
2: N M for an announcer. Let me think. Oh, I know it. it's Nigel McGuinness.
1: Yeah, that's correct. One point to you, Paul. Yes, Mister Stephen. Who
2: his his email is Nigel McGinnis. It's not even his real name. Ah, oh, well, he's just fake. Yeah. Well,
0: but no, would it be surely it'd be more surprising if it was the other way around. Why, why would a wrestler have his shoot name as his email when he's emailing Little Paul Griffin about his late DVDs ten years? <laughs>
2: I don't know. I just figured he would have a little. Email yeah. Oh. Right.
0: Hey, PG Steve here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
2: okay, one point, one point. for me. That's a that's yeah, a shame. Not
1: bad. All right, back to you, Barry. Do you want AEW, WWE, NXT, or announcers?
0: uh i will go um i was tempted to go announcers but then when paul does, i was like i don't know half the wwe ones anymore mm. i'll go i'll go nxt
1: okay nxt so the real name is christopher Lindsay.
0: oh god um okay don't know that absolutely don't <sighs> yeah no, i'm not even gonna hum and hard about it for five minutes what can i take a hint
1: Yeah, I'll give you the hint. Uh, So uh, the initials of their ring name are R.S. Oh, uh, Roderick Strong? Roderick Strong. One point, Barry, yes. Mr. Christopher (laughs) Lindsay. Christopher Lindsay. Christopher Lindsay. Uh, So back to you, Paul. AEW, WWE, NXT announcers.
2: I'll go WWE.
1: Okay, WWE. So the shoot name is Thomas Pestock.
2: Oh, fuck. I do know this one. What is it? What is it? Thomas Pestock. I've definitely seen that name before.
1: Just to give you an insight, I picked a lot of the funniest names as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> WWE
2: Thomas Pestock. Fuck. I'm going to be so angry when I have to you know, ask for the initials. And mm. because I've definitely seen that name before. Who is it? Thomas Pestock. Fuck. I feel like I've, se- I've seen it in the last month and I forget who it is. Let me think quickly. Um, oh God! Now give me the initials.
1: It's the initials of their ring name are BC.
2: BC. Christ. Fuck! I know I've seen it. Um, BC. WWE BC. It's not coming to me. I don't know why. Ooh,
0: I you
1: have pass?
2: To pass. I have to pass?
1: Barry? Baron Corbin? That's Fuck. correct. Barry nicks it. Ooh, it's,
0: it's King Corbin is his name. <laughs> King, King is a title, not a name, sir. Yes, I, don't, I don't think he's
2: be called Baron in about two years, but I'm not complaining. Absolutely,
0: <laughs> that's valid. I should have got he, it. He was complaining. He was complaining. Listeners, he was. <laughs> well, I've had uh, a little complaint. He's he still girl.
1: listed as Baron Corbin on the uh, roster page. Is he? Okay. On no. the Wikipedia page. <laughs> no one bothers to update it anymore, that's why. It's um, back to you, Barry. Do you want fuck. AEW, WWE, NXT, or announcers?
0: Uh, fuck it, I'll go announcers. Why not?
1: Okay. Ooh, here we go. So the shoot name is Mark Lettsman.
0: Oh, uh, I'll go for a guess here for two. I think that's Excalibur.
1: <gasps> he's got it. It is Excalibur, yes. Mark Lettsman, better known as the Masked Man Excalibur. So well done, Barry. Uh, back to you, Paul. And uh, you, you know, You're going to have to stop pulling one out of the bag here, Paul. You're, yeah, I know. The Barry
2: Corbin out, one was out, bad. Um, I'll go and answer, answers. Go on.
1: Another announcer. Okay. Shoot name is Joshua Lomberger.
2: Uh, Josh Matthews.
1: Yeah, correct. Hold on, Paul. Okay, so that's two points for you. Uh, Back to you, Barry. Uh, We'll go AEW. Go for a nice AEW. So the real name is Samuel Ratch. Ratch. My God.
0: Ratch. Uh. Okay, well, there's uh, there's one Sam obviously that jumps out at me straight away, but uh, do I want to take a hint? No, I'll I'll go for a punch for two, I suppose. Sammy Guevara.
1: No, that's wrong. God. So it goes over to Paul for the chance to steal one point. Samuel Ratch. Do I not get Paul. the initials? Yes, you do. All right,
2: hang oh, on. thank you, thank you, Joe. I'm oh, sorry, I didn't, I didn't know. Wasn't <laughs> Initial,
1: it wasn't a note. initials are D A.
2: D-A. Oh, um, Darby Allin.
0: That is correct. Oh, my God. Darby Allin I would have Darby
2: never Robert. got that without division. Yeah, that's yeah. No,
0: wonder he, no wonder he came up with a work name. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's much better.
1: Uh, so, yes, it goes back to you, Paul. AW, WWE, NXT or the final announcer?
2: What are the scores, Joe? Quickly.
1: Hang on. Uh, I'll give you the scores at the halfway point.
2: Well, okay, because I was going to say that might influence my... If I'm behind by...
1: I mean, to be honest, you don't know whether they're easy or hard. <laughs> no, um, it can be really hard. I'll take,
2: I'll take the final announcer. Okay, uh, so final James announcer. Ross.
1: <laughs> final announcer, uh, real name Kevin
2: Foot. <laughs> Kevin Kelly is correct. Oh, well done. He's pulled it
1: back. Well, done. well done. So at the halfway point, it is Barry six points, Paul. Six points! Oh,
2: it's... To- okay, I'm happy I went Kevin Kelly on that one. Although I did not know his name was Kevin Foote. That was purely a guess.
1: Yeah, I picked that based on... Kevin me Foote! La- me laughing at Stuart Foote when yeah. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's way <my> exact <laughs> So back over to you, Barry. So we've got AEW, WWE, and NXT left.
0: AEW, okay. Uh, WWE again.
1: Okay, so the real name is... Macy Estrella Kadlec.
0: Okay. Uh, Macy um, Okay, I can rule out some people. Uh, his names I know. Okay, not them, not them. Ah. Oh, no. I'm going to have to get a hint on this one.
1: Okay, so the initials are, of their ring name, L.E.
0: L-E. Macy Evans?
1: That is correct. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, would Evans.
0: Never, I would never have gotten that. Wow.
1: Macy Estrella-Kadlek. Um, quite the name there. So back to you, Paul. Okay. Uh, we have one WWE left, or AEW, or NXT.
2: I'll go for, for WWE.
1: Final WWE. Please. So the real name is... Yuvraj Desi. Yuvraj Desi.
0: Ooh.
2: See, do I risk it now, or do I play safe and take the initials? Mm. Well, Barry's only one ahead, so I'm I'm gonna. I have an idea. Yeah. But like, I'm not gonna risk it and Barry go two ahead, so I'll take the initials. Okay,
1: so the initials of this performer are J M. Jinder
2: Mahal. That is correct, yeah. So, I was thinking that, but I, I didn't want to be comically wrong.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah there's a few, a few more kind of Indian performers on there. Yeah, yeah. Now, Bollywood boys. Bollywood and big, then there's the two
2: big tall lads that debuted there the other time. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so back to you, Barry. We have AEW or NXT left. I'll go NXT. NXT. So the real name is Peter England.
0: Oh, um, oh God, I've definitely heard that name before. I've definitely heard it before. There's one very obvious name you would think of when you hear Peter England, but I think that's too obvious because I, I think that person's name is something else. Uh, oh. oh, come on. Peter. Oh, I'll take the hints. Oh, I'm doing terrible here.
1: Oh, the initials of their ring name are pd
0: no it is Pete I, was gonna Dunn. Say I, oh, I i knew that one no i could have sworn oh god i thought his i thought his real name was something other than Pete oh that's outrageous I can't believe i, I should have guessed it oh my god yeah, yeah. I knew that. that is is mr Pete done and that funnily enough is
1: probably the name they would have given him in nxT uk peter England <laughs> um, so back back to you, Paul. It's very tight. It's 8-7 it's yeah, yeah. to Barry currently. So back to you, Paul. And uh, NXT, A or AEW?
2: NXT.
1: Okay. So we have their their real name is Stephen Waltz. Stephen Waltz. And how is, the
2: sec- how is the second name spelled?
1: It's uh, W-O-L-T-Z. Oh Jesus! I'm, I'm pronouncing it. I'm giving it a bit of a flair, but yeah. it could be could be waltz. If it's Valtz. American, they're probably waltz. But Wait, what company is that? Uh, AEW. Yeah. No,
2: I asked NXT. You said AEW, didn't you? I thought I said NXT anyway. Okay, yeah, because I was I was thinking. Okay, AEW. Yeah. Because
0: nice. I actually I I know this one, and that's why I double checked the company. I think Paul did say NXT.
1: It's okay.
0: Mm. I'll take Stephen waltz. You
1: can have the NXT if you want. All right, give me the NXT then. Okay. The NXT oh, <coughs> Barry knows which one he's picking next. Oh, um, okay, I'll tell you what.
2: No, 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 no let me work out Stephen Valls. <laughs> um, give me, give me
1: the, no, I'll, give for, give for me... your next go. I'll give you the NXT one. Okay, you've okay. got anyway. So give, you give could... us the
2: initials for Stephen Valls. I have no fucking idea. So, the initials are AP, AP Adam Page. Yeah, correct
1: for one point, Paul. Well done. Well done. Well done, well done.
2: I would. Have... <laughs> I'm bad on these AEW ones. I've never heard yeah, their yeah. real names before.
1: I think we just, yeah, they haven't been around long enough for us to... to Johnny,
2: Johnny to. Rash, and I've the, already forgotten what Ethan or Rob, Adam Page's is. Oh,
1: yeah. Um, awesome. So over to you, Barry.
0: Uh, I'll go AEW as well.
1: Okay. Uh, so <laughs> next name, the real name is Julian Michevsky.
0: Uh, that is Ethan Page. Oh, he's only
2: bloody got it. Oh, shit. So I need to get this one, don't I?
1: Oh, he's only bloody got it. Um, okay, so Paul, you, you're going to go NXT, I assume, yeah. and I will give you the the one you would have had. The real name is Sean Ricker.
2: Oh, that's um, that's E La Drake.
1: Yes, I will accept that. It's, it's NXT. Name oh, is, sorry, LA is that
2: NXT name LA Knight?
1: Yeah, that's what I will accept. Is uh, is. Any, any of their names? Thank you, sort of performers. So I will accept. So you yeah, two yeah. two points to you on that one. So we have two left. That it's currently a dead heat. All right. All right. So this is this is where it comes down to. It's so, a uh, back to Barry. Do you want AEW or do you want NXT?
0: I'll go AEW.
1: Oh, oh okay. <laughs> oh dear. The um, the real name is Ariel Hull.
0: Ariel Hull.
1: Ariel Hull.
0: As in, like the place in England, H U L L. Yes. Okay. Um, absolutely no idea. Um, for some reason, uh, there is a a woman who who just popped into my head when I heard when I heard that name because she looks like she would be this, but it's an absolute guess. So I'm going to take the initials because it is just a complete okay. shot in the dark. Uh, so the performers' initials are B S. Okay, I would have been wrong. That's good. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say Penelope Ford because like she looks like an All Ariel. Right. Uh, yeah, B- talking, yeah. BS. Oh, maybe it's not a woman then. I the America. Uh, yeah, a, a dude could be called Ariel in the states. Ariel Helwani. Ariel Helwani. Yeah. BS. Yeah. Fucking hell. Okay. Uh... Oh what? Oh my god! I'm drawing a complete blank on this. Uh... uh... What the fuck? BS. I, li- I literally cannot think of one AEW wrestler whose name begins with B. Oh, um, no, not that's not S. Okay, great. Uh...
1: Aerial <laughs> Hull Ariel. AEW performer, initials BS. Barry needs this one to take the lead.
0: I can, the only B's I can think of is BS. Oh, shit. What the fuck? Uh, no, no
2: not Brian Sage.
0: Yeah, it's not Brian Sage, it's not Brandon Sutler. Um, and this <laughs> um, uh, oh, is going to drive me fucking mental when 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 it comes up. Uh, it's not it's no more BS Paul Weiss, that's not right. Um <laughs> And literally up running down like dynamite. Who the fuck was on dynamite? Nobody. Beginning with B S. Uh, wait, I was no. Oh, I will just have to pass. I have no fucking idea.
1: Uh, well, over to Paul then. If you want to have a guess, I'm also trying to think of
2: BSs. That's um, really hard. That is really hard. I'm just I'm just going through like first names. Bob, Bill, Bill. Mm-hmm. Bill's Soldberg? No. Oh, God, I don't know. I don't know. I'm shocked because I, unless it's one of the fucking elevation folks, I don't know. What, I don't know BS. No, I'll
1: pass. I don't know. Well, it's I don't both know. gonna pass. Wow. Okay. So the answer was actually.
0: Big Swole. Oh,
2: big Swole.
0: That's, yeah. Oh, that's, so, yeah, that's yeah. That's how I. One. How did I not get that? Yeah, I think yeah. the
2: big just didn't flag up to me as a B for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's, it's just, not. A, it's not a name. It's almost it's like, like Swole.
1: King, King Corbin, she's big. Swole. Yeah, yeah. Like because, if she was a song yeah. title,
2: it would be Swole parentheses Big.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, Paul, you get a chance to. Uh, okay, I, I it only it need up. one here. But yeah, we've got. One left. It's NXT. Okay. So I'm going to give you the um, the real name. So the real name is Samantha De Martin.
2: Okay. God. Samantha De Martin. So unlike me and Barry Swallow, I'm going to guess this is a female. I don't assume their gender, but assume. No, based, never assume based on the name. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea. So I'm, I'm going to take the initials. and hope that i know them
1: yeah the initials i h
2: (gasps) i do it's um and i'm gonna be very careful here because i don't want to say the wrong name for some reason it's like is it indy hartwell oh that is correct for one point yeah,
1: You you have won the Name oh. or Shame the very first edition by 11 points to 10. Oh, that's oh, outrageous.
0: God. Oh, big swole. Oh, I'm going to kick myself with that all night now.
1: Yeah, it came from... I think you were 6-1 down at one point. Oh, how did I, I really fuck
2: that
0: up? That's terrible. That's- I did have
2: a moment there where I wasn't sure if I actually knew her name. Because I've, I've only ever seen it yeah. written down. Yeah. Because I yeah. obviously don't watch any... I don't know any of those people I've seen anymore. But, um... I wasn't sure if the second name. I knew it was Indy. I, did, I didn't actually know what her second name was. I that was that was a, kind of a guess. Nice. Whew.
1: Well, that, was yeah, that, was, uh, that was great. That was name or shame, Douglas. Uh, <laughs> hey, he's come round. Very good. Very good. <laughs> so that'll be back in the future once uh, you get got a few more funny names to. Uh... Yeah. So,
2: so that I'm was. Gonna... I'm gonna
0: have the Baron Corbin thing. But while Barry is big swell, Bar... I should have got that Baron Corbin one. Yeah. I do have an email. Go for uh, it, uh, from Michelle. She says, "I was wondering if you and the guys have learned or started using phrases or sayings from your significant others." I've recently noticed Joe has been using a lot of sayings that I use, and it makes me (laughs) lol. Thanks. that's lovely. Uh, Do you have any examples of what that might be, Joe?
1: Um, Yeah, she has quite a few. She loves quoting things. So one one recently, which is, "I'm a push him," (laughs) uh, which is. (laughs) A quote from John Mulaney' stand-up show. I believe I haven't seen it, but I believe he's telling an anecdote about a, uh, a homeless person who came up to him in the street and pushed him, and he was acting out what the guy was thinking before he did it. He's like, "I'm gonna push him." She says that quite a lot, uh, so I started repeating it, not knowing what it's from. But I just kind of adopt it as a catchphrase. Uh, even though it doesn't really make any sense, given that I don't know the the origin. But yeah, that's that's one. Um, there's, there's classics, you know, Willy Wonka, uh, save some room for later, Augustus, say that one quite a lot, or um, there's the other bit where he's like, uh, I'm a little deaf in this ear, I'll say it a little louder next time, I'm deaf in one ear, or something like that. Yeah. She, I, very obscure things Michelle comes out with, so I never know what it's from, but I end up repeating it ad, ad nauseum, so yeah, very very fun. I'm always one, intrigued what she's going to come out with next, but... Uh, yeah, many, many phrases in
2: our house. Um, so I'm going to throw out to her. She's here next to me. I'm just going to throw out to her. It's, the question is, are there things that you say, little catchphrases that I've picked up on and started saying as well? One's come to mind immediately from Mean Girls. Is you go, Glen Coco. Mm. Which I only saw Mean Girls for the first time last month. But I've been saying for seven years, you go, Glen Coco. As in, she'll say, I'm going down. To make a sandwich, and I'll say you go, Glen Coco.
0: Oh, name three of their albums, mate. That's terrible.
2: Um Is there any? Are there any other ones that we use a lot? Lies and slander. Lies and slander. Yeah, that's from, <laughs> that from the very. beginning. I would, I would say any compliment to her, and she would say lies and slander. And now I say that as well. Any other ones? I'm sure there's. Any. I'm sure there are. There, there's vice versa ones as well. Where, she calls Lost Boss now as well. Same as we do. Same as I do. I should say. Um, yeah, I mean they're they're the main ones anyway. What's... What about yourself, Barry?
0: I can't I can't think of any. I'm drawing a bit of a blank at the moment. But, well, it'll uh... it'll
2: come in time.
0: It'll come by in time when my girlfriend listens to this and then gives out and says that there was an obvious one I forgot. And then, I, <laughs> and then I'll say it next week on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Uh, thank you, Michelle, for the email. That was the only email I had this week.
2: Also, when we watch um, Drag Race, which we haven't been for a while, new season starting in like four days, we will be saying all the fucking catchphrases. Oh, sashay
0: away. How the hell you going to love yourself?
2: Yeah, love your, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? That's We're fucking Vogan around the house.
0: Um
2: that's about it. Um are we gonna do some wrestling? Go- I didn't watch Dynamite. Uh, I just watched Did Dynamite. Joe, so it's oh, only to you, Barry. Oh,
0: it's only, Oh, Dynamite's sucked this week again. Um right. they're not on a, they're not on a hot streak. So they, they opened with the uh the Hager Wardlow Cage match, right? now I like I remember like 15 years ago like this type of thing was widely derided when Tna did it the fake MMA match right oh, but I feel like I feel like it's come not necessarily, not this specific thing but I feel like it's come a little bit in vogue you know obviously TNA would go on to do the angle Joe thing that was a hybrid it wasn't just you know fake MMA they did a little of both uh, I've obviously talked a lot on the show about going to your um Going to like ambition in, in WXW, which is, you know, effectively a, a work shoot kind of style. Uh, and Bloodsport then is, is probably the one that's most popular in the last couple of years with GCW doing doing this. And so I went into this thinking like, you know what, if it maybe because you because I was constantly surprised that like ambition. I was like, there's guys who are good at that style who you would not think. And so I was like, maybe this will be great. But in fact, this was closer to the more kind of embarrassing, like, cosplaying as ufc and and doing shit grappling like to, to, it has to just be you can make it work if you are just good grapplers and you can go in there and you could have a good grappling pro wrestling match and you can pass that off as a as a, a mma fight but yeah this was really terrible neither of their strikes were especially good hagers were okay wardlow's strikes i mean i feel like this match did more damage to wardlow than, than uh I, I can recall any other single match hurting another uh, single wrestler uh I got a sneeze coming, hang on. Oh, still fighting the allergies. Um like his strikes just looked absolutely awful. The two of them were blown the fuck up as well. I don't know what it was about this style, but they were struggling with it. Um mm. they did they did uh, entrances in like so they set up a they set up an actual octagon. It looked, you know, legit. And they mm. did entrances and they had the fucking ring crew putting vaseline on their eyes and checking their gloves and doing and i was like oh, oh. don't don't do this like emulation of real enemy like i don't like it's one thing to do the match it's another thing to do an impersonation of the of the they they did the ufc style intro where they were standing like you know uh, uh, about a foot away from each other and the referee uh uh was kind of holding them apart and and the announcer put his arm under her arm to put the microphone under her mouth so she could say, We've been over the rules in the back, touch gloves if you want. I was like, what why are you doing this? What why are you doing why are you doing cosplay UFC? It's cringe. Right. So cringe. And then but the real the real issue was that the 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 work was just not good. Jake Hager is not a very good professional wrestler, which means he cannot do a very convincing work shoot fake wrestler. Even though he is a legitimate wrestler, he cannot do a very convincing fake Legitimate a legitimate MMA guy. fighter, you mean? No, no, he was a legitimate wrestler as well. I mean, he was oh, like, sorry, like, like amateur uh, wrestler, yeah. Like right, he's right. a collegiate wrestler, like you know, because that's because I because I I think the concept of fake MMA is not doable, but I think you can do a compelling fake grappling match. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he was a legitimate grappler, uh but he, he could not do this style. And then Wardlow's just like a traditional pro wrestler; he just couldn't couldn't do this style. I I, I hated it. I thought this was just terrible. And then they had; they all did a run in just to make it even more farcical, and to use another AEW trope on getting bored of. The match ended with ten million people running in and hitting each other with shit and uh, and all of that. So, uh, the highlights on the show, the main event was was pretty good. Uh, it was uh, Penta, uh, Eddie Kingston. Um, God, who was the fucking? I can't who's the other fucking guy in that match? I can't remember. Oh, Kazarian, the elite hunter, Kazarian. Uh, versus Gallows and Anderson and Matt Jackson. Uh, which was alright. They had a good all action match, but of course it ended in shenanigans. That's what it does. Nick Jackson, the reason he wasn't in the match is they were saying he was off doing press, but of course he ran in and he used the cold spray and Pentagon got pinned. you know. I've I've talked a lot on this show about how I'm over that whole thing. Uh they are doing get a load of this. Next week, Britt Baker and Reba versus Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero um, in a match. I don't know why. I don't know why this is the big debut program for for Britt as world champion. Vicky had a terrible promo to set this up. It's it's. I can't imagine it'll be anything less than horrendous. Um, because uh, like is not exactly you know, Aja Kong either. Um. <laughs> uh she uh vicky did mention that she was getting that match because uh, tony khan owed her a favor for bringing in andrade Andrade had a sit down with jim ross that was heavily edited chopped together kind of like a music video almost uh, and that was kind of fine he, I, I think i think you can kind of tell from it that it's like look this lad trying to speak extended promos on his own is just not going to be good um he was cutting back and forth between english and uh, uh spanish and the way they edited it and they pieced it together, it, it looked it looked pretty good. But he hmm. he, he, he lacks he, like for such a charismatic guy when he tries to speak English. It, I don't know if it's just it's obviously I don't know if it just doesn't come natural to me. Just he, he comes off very uh, overthinking it, and 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 it takes away a lot of his aura. Uh, so that was okay, but it wasn't great. Um, uh, what else was there on this show? Um, I think those were the big points. Brock Anderson debuted. He was okay. Um, you know, him and Cody beat QT and Aaron Solo. Uh, he he pinned Aaron Solo with a jackknife pin. That was fine. He he, he did fine. Yeah. I, I didn't have a strong take on him one way or the other, other than you know, his his gear was not very good and it, it, was, it was it was it was fittingly nerdy gear based on his ridiculous outfit from last week. Uh, uh, yeah, and that was that was it, really. Um, they Once again, they did more nerd shit with Kenny Omega, where he, he basically, Jungle Boy was being interviewed backstage, and Kenny comes screeching by on a golf cart with with Don Callis and Nakazawa, and he's doing his over-the-top thing. i tell you what, Jungle Boy, why don't we not wait till next week, and we'll just have a fight right here, right now, backstage. How about that? and jungle boy's like no i'm right thanks not cheers uh and kenny's like okay well, how about this jungle jack uh how about i put my hands behind my back and you can get a free swing that's right that's right oh my god can you, the kenny the champion kenny omega is gonna let you have a free thing this is a once in a lifetime opportunity jungle boy maybe think about it uh, and so Jungle Boy's like, okay, let me take my, he was wearing a backpack like a school child and he's like, let me take, let me like take me. this off uh, let me tie my hair back. And as he was getting ready to cash in on his free swing, uh, Michael Nakazawa hits him with a laptop. Uh, Kenny does a beat down, Jungle Boy fights back. And then, um, uh, as Jungle Boy's fighting back, Kenny jumps back into the back of the golf cart and they speed away while Kenny shakes his fist. Um, and it, and it was as bad as I'm describing it. Um,
2: <laughs> Although your impressions are very good,
0: yeah, I, I was I'm pleasantly surprised at my callus. Um, yeah, that, that, was that, was that was good. That was good. Uh, I think that was it. It was not. It was not great. Uh, Julia Hart had a match with Penelope Ford. Uh, for someone who's extremely young and and obviously it's still quite green, Julia Hart's not bad. Um, it was it was an okay match. Um, uh Miro came out it was weird Penelope Ford is obviously a heel she held on a submission extra long after she won the match so the varsity blondes came in to like break it up then Miro came out to like taunt Penelope Ford and basically say hey I know things are tough you know because of your husband who I crippled or whatever the fuck he said you know I injured him and I was like Penelope Ford is a heel I don't know why why you're coming out here and like making her baby face and basically this was an, an elaborate way to set up miro versus brian pillman jr which is i hope that's about 20 seconds i have no desire to see brian pillman jr getting offense on miro um yeah it was not great it's been it, it, they are they're, they're on a run of stinkers i think um mm-hmm. uh, at the moment they built up a lot of stuff for the last two shows um, uh, before they get back on the road. I can't remember all of them now. Uh, so they've got next week, they've got Saturday Night Dynamite, and then they're back to Wednesday, the following week. And the following week, the June 30th, the Wednesday show, that's their last one in Daily Space. Uh, yeah. So then they're off to Miami and then South Carolina, and I'm hoping those shows will have a bit of juice on them. Uh, so I think, I can't remember which ones are on which dates, but over the next two weeks, they've got uh, Sammy Guevara versus MJF, uh, Jungle Boy versus Kenny Omega, which do, I think that match will be good, to, to be fair. Mm. Um, uh, Cody versus QT in another gimmick match where people are tied to each other. I can't remember the exact name they've given that one, um, but they're doing that again. Uh, yeah, And then, yeah, Vicky and uh, Nyla against Brit and, and Rebel, which again is also a heel versus heel feud. I guess Nyla's a, a face. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Dynamite wasn't good. Do you know what I mean? It was not good. Yeah. Uh, So I'm hoping I'm hoping in July things get back on on track.
2: Yeah, but as bad as things were, Barry, I want to read you a passage from Wikipedia. Uh, This is from TNA's No Surrender 2008, Okay, which which I watched. A mixed martial arts match between AJ Styles and Frank Trigg was the eighth contest of the show. This match lasted six seconds, excuse me, six minutes and seven seconds. Now, this is what what it says here. This bout was contested under mixed martial arts rules, but but had a scripted finish. (laughs) Like the finish was everything scripted about it. Um, Halfway through round one, Styles and Trigg tumbled to the ringside area and continued to fight until security broke them up. The round ended with Styles having Trigg in an armbar submission hold, causing Styles to release the hold. The system feed broadcasting the show was interrupted at this time. Upon its return, it displayed a pornographic film. What? <laughs> Until the broadcast was fixed, returning to No Surrender. The feed returned to Styles and Trigg fighting in round two, with Styles grabbing a kendo stick from under the ring and assaulting Trigg with it. It was later shown that the bout was ruled in no contest by the referee due to Styles hitting Trigg in the groin by accident. So, no matter how bad uh, Wardlow and Hager was, it could have been worse.
0: Yes, it sounds like it. Was, was, was the implication there that the porn was part of the storyline or that it was an actual <laughs> error?
2: An actual mistake, I believe. Uh, I, did, I did not see the pornographic version.
0: I've because. never heard that story despite that match being much talked about. Um, yeah. That match sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that was uh the wrestling golf for this week. Yeah. I um, do have
2: a debate Kali though. A quick one. Because on. there's on. not there's not much meat on the bones, but something happened that I thought was worth <laughs> discussing. So on Raw this week, Eva Marie made her long awaited return. Oh yeah. Flanked by a mystery woman who we've never seen before. Oh, yes. So that got me thinking. Um what do you guys make of WWE bringing people up from its own developmental not bringing people in from externally but bringing them up from their own whether it's NXT or NXT UK where they are long established often and being either completely repackaged upon being brought up as has happened or the announcers acting as if they are mystery people who've never been seen before as was the case
0: with Piper Niven, who made her raw debut. Uh, I think it's always stupid unless it's a complete from the ground up change in in the way they look. Like if um, you know, I, it, it would need to be a drastic difference. Like fair, like I, fair enough. You know, when when Lord Tensai comes out, you're not going to say, by the way, he was in TNA um, uh, in the year 2000 with the guy who's dead now. Um, <laughs> well, he was in WWE. No, no, it's and Albert. I mean. Okay, gotcha. That's what I meant. I I I understand that when he comes out with this ridiculous new Although actually no, that's a bad example, because they did acknowledge he used to be a wrestler in the States and then he went to Japan. But anyway, my point is <laughs> if he's if he's if they're gonna change his completely you know, aesthetic completely to the point you right. wouldn't recognize him. Like, you know, if the guy shows up and he looks like John Moxley looked like in that like heat match where he has the pink hair. Um, have you ever seen that that match? That well, yeah, that, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, if he if he shows up that and then he goes off TV for a year and he comes back looking like regular John moxley fair enough, that's fine. But like with the, like Commander Aziz is another one they're doing at the moment where they're acting like they don't know who he is. And he was on Raw. like well. yeah, he was on Raw. And also again, we're not talking about uh, uh, five foot five Johnny kick pads from the Indies with a shaved head and a beard. <laughs> um, we're not talking about the NXT UK roster. We're talking about a, like, eight-foot-tall giant scary man with with long dreads and a, and a massive head. Um, and he was uh, in
2: that movie, the main event.
0: He was in, he's, in, he's been in a movie for you. He's been, like, yeah, not only on Raw, but, like, a major part of a major segment on Raw that was, like, pushed for several weeks. Um, Like, that stuff is just stupid. And, and like, the Piper Niven stuff, like, I don't think it's, like... Like it's not the worst thing they do, but I just don't understand the point of it. I mean, what what do you think you garner out of acting surprised when when she shows up versus saying, "Oh, we know who that is. It's this cool person who had a big match in NXT UK and she's been scouted for years." Say things like that that make people go, "Oh, oh, this is a person. Okay, this is someone I should know." Yeah. Um, and also, like there was just a few weeks ago, there was that talk that you know, like internally they want WWE to be the new Marvel. It was like, well, okay, but if I turn on uh, you know Loki on Disney Plus, they don't go, "Who are you?" exactly Who's, who, who the heck is this guy <laughs> like the, the the Netflix Marvel shows didn't even really have a full proper relationship but they still loved cramming in their references like oh remember when the green fella came by remember him that was great wasn't it yeah um, like I
2: can, I kind of feel one of two ways about it is that number one I, I understand the fact that like nobody watches NXT UK
0: yeah of, co- of course yeah yeah of course. not
2: saying nobody but in the grand scheme of things especially in the US Nobody's watching it, right? So it's not as if there's hundreds and thousands of people going, what do you mean, Michael Cole? That's far different from NXT UK. <laughs> Why does this guy not know her? It's obviously a very, very, very tiny minority who would, who would recognize her, right? However, in not recognizing them, you don't exactly push the NXT UK brand as being worth investing in or caring about, you know? Yeah, it it almost diminishes the the existence of the NXT UK brand at all, um. Especially when Raw is viewed in addition to the US in the UK.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, what kind? Of, yeah, I mean, what kind? Of, I feel like this has been a complaint ever since the concept of the the renewed concept of NXT, not the original one, but when they started doing yeah. it on the network, uh, and they would. Uh, you know it was just it was just never really acknowledged as a thing now they kind of can't escape it because they're on the same network but it's kind of like this 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 inability like why don't you use your primetime television to push your quote unquote you know to use the bar- the expanded universe of what you offer right. instead of it, it's almost like you're 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 smacked on the nose with a newspaper for knowing that stuff Do you know yeah. what i mean like no forget you don't know who this person is so shut up it is no <laughs> And again, like I said, if if we're talking about a little indie guy with a beard coming up from NXT UK, fair enough. But like Piper Niven, like she, she doesn't, she stands out as completely different to everyone else on the show. So how are you going to act like you've never seen her before? She she's she's unique and 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 different from everyone else. So to act like and 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 that applies on NXT UK as well. Like, so to act like she's just a face in the crowd, I think just just doesn't doesn't really help. Um, it's it's it's
2: made worse. Okay, again, the point being that. Your your Bobby Raw viewer isn't necessarily watching NXT UK, but when you go to their YouTube channel, for example, that has in some cases millions of views, the NXT UK videos are on the same channel as the Raw videos. Yes, you know, yeah, um, you can very quickly f- find out who this person is. Yeah, I also the roster pages are are mixed, I believe, so she would also be on there. Um, so you could on Monday, on the same website, click on. the the new story mystery woman appears on raw and with like three clicks you're on the roster page where her picture is and her name and information about her which just comes off as so weird
1: i'm a bit torn because i think you should there should be room for them to kind of reinvent people and part of wrestling we know it's silly but it's like bringing people in as new characters but then you can't really have your cake and eat it. Like, you know, whole, yeah. The whole thing has been calling up people from NXT or bringing in people from other companies and uh, presenting them as who they are. Um, so to do, to do it just feels a bit hokey. Even though in theory, they should be allowed to do it. It just doesn't work. That's my, uh, my kind of problem with it.
2: Yeah, it seems like the developmental is where you experiment with different characters and stuff. Yeah. Mm. Um, Whereas it seems like it's it's they 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 develop their character and they develop their look and their style and then they're brought up and it's changed with like an immediacy. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. As opposed to, you know, they actually look at the developmental, see what's working, say, okay we're going to bring this. We have a role here. We want to bring her in as this kind of role. But let's let's get her doing some of that kind of stuff in NXT UK before calling them up. So it makes sense
0: um but that that would involve too much long-term planning well that's it yeah it's actually yeah it's interesting you say that actually with the again i was still with that marvel metaphor in my head wouldn't it have been a cool thing to do a couple of weeks ago to I, I guess you could probably couldn't travel but just do a pre-tape backstage somewhere and it's like oh Eva marie's backstage at NXT uk what's she doing why is she here who's she talking to and then exactly you can pay that off uh and it's just you know obviously only the, the hardcore freaks are going to actually get that stuff but you're supposed to reward the freaks that is the purpose of having 700 hours of content a week is that if someone is, is silly enough to watch all of it they should get rewarded by saying, oh, she went and she recruited a heater on the other side of the world because she wants protection. Oh, that makes sense. I got the benefit out of that because I watch everything. Um, And you don't have to do that to get the story, but it's a nice little treat. But like you just said, it's like, yeah, as if they're going to have that much foresight and cross-brand, you know, uh, cohesion um, uh, to do something like that. Uh, Yeah.
2: I'm trying to think of the last example of this from the US NXT where somebody was called up, but like Completely repackaged.
0: Mm, um. Right, retribution. I guess. You know, Die Jack yeah, and, yeah. 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 Um, and they were, they were simultaneously
2: mystery men, but also their characters were disgruntled, disgruntled WWE wrestlers,
0: <laughs> which didn't make any yeah. sense. Yes. Yeah. But they didn't want you to know who they were or what. Yeah. 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 Very odd. Um.
2: I mean, I'm not saying necessarily that a um, Donovan, Dijak, Shane Thorne tag team would have set the world on fire. But again, yeah, it, it, it makes you wonder what the point of having them develop different characters in developmental to bring them up in completely different roles. What sense that makes? Well, this is the other thing without dragging this on for an hour is that no one is called like the delivery man anymore. (laughs) They're all uh, Jim uh, Hardcastle or Bobby Quinn. You know,
1: (laughs) Christopher Lindsay.
2: Yeah. No one has no one's called uh, the the dump truck anymore or (laughs) the dump truck. (laughs) You know, Um, I do. I miss that era of wrestling where you had the Godfather Um, To a much lesser extent, The Rock, which is a horrendous name for a great wrestler. Um, It seemed like back in the day, uh, given names for wrestlers was kind of a a, more of a rarity, and it was more common for people to be called like fucking Typhoon. Yeah, you know, which is cooler. It has that kind of American Gladiators kind of feel to it. Or, you know, for us UK uh, adjacent folk.
0: Gladiators, um, construction worker Colin. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I I just want a wrestler show and just be called fucking Beef. Beef,
0: <laughs> hell yeah!
2: <laughs> like if imagine a world where um, I don't know what Jonah Rock's name is now in NXT, oh, but imagine yeah. his his wrestler is called Beef. He'd be the most over wrestler on the
0: Indies. Beef,
1: beef, beef, and people chat beef. beef. Uh, yeah, Yeah. This
0: is, why, this is why we should we should be booking. Where's the beef? Where's the beef? <laughs> <laughs> Where's
2: the beef? He comes in and goes, I, I, "I'm actually a vegan," and I we go, your, <laughs> lads, your name's Beef. That's it. I'm sick McMahon. You're Beef."
0: He comes out to Notorious what Big. What's Beef? Yeah. Ah, oh. um, oh, this is lads. We got. We got. We got, to, we got to start. We got to start an e-fed at the very least. Um, <laughs> We need to. We what we you know. What we need to do is we need to get in with Tony Khan and be like, let, let us book Impact. Let, let, let's just give it <laughs> us. Buy it and give it us.
2: Beef has left construction worker Colin on lion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for another week. We will be back next week uh, yep. on the show to chat about. Uh, oh well, uh, Conjuring Three. Um, more movies, more telly uh, golf. I'm behind on Modoc. I want to get caught up on my old MODOK there uh, for next week, and then also uh, more shitty in AEW probably. Um...
2: Well, I'm I'm gonna watch the Last Dynamite. I've never missed an episode of Dynamite. I'll probably watch it tomorrow.
0: Yeah, uh, well, the, the, the Saturday one for next week looks better, so hopefully it will be. And, I'll temper uh, my
2: expectations.
0: And uh, all the other, uh, you know, fun and games you've come to expect from CSP. So that's going to do it uh, for us. Goodbye from me, Barry. You can catch me on Twitch tomorrow, playing more Mario, if you'd like to do that. And I'm going to watch a bit of that tomorrow. So. And I'll have Paul there cheering me on. You could be kind of like when some people play like Dark Souls and they have people telling them what to do in the chat. I'm like, And Paul's going to be like, hey, grab the coin. Uh, get the flower that flower lets you throw fireballs Um, uh, yeah so that'll be uh, tomorrow and then also Friday and then we will be back on uh, Sunday with the show up for you on Monday as we always do so uh, thank you very much from me Barry thank you from Paul thank you and thank you goodbye from Joe goodbye Bye.